Hello and welcome to episode 78 of Kaiju Curry House, the fortnightly show that gives you a healthy dose of Kaiju goodness every other Monday. I'm joined by my co-host Joe and we have a special guest today, CEO and Creative Director of 13AM Games, Alex Rushley. Alex, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm very looking forward to your game that's I believe coming out next year um, yeah. and you're going to tell us all about that. But first, as a is custom at the Curry House, uh, we just like to know what we've been up to. So I'm going to start off and say, Joe, what have Kaiju been up to? Um, it has been a busy week for the Joe. I have been doing a lot of driving, a lot of working. But what I have managed to do is watch the first episode, or the first movie, I guess you should say more, of the Daimajin trilogy, which I was so very, you know, nicely gifted by my friends, Alex and Paul, who are our co-hosts. And it was done by Aero Video. It was very tastefully done. I had an old version of Daimajin that I watched originally when I saw the first movie. And I am so impressed with the restoration Aero oh, has excellent. done. Arrow has done a phenomenal job. I cannot praise them highly enough in that respect. It, it's just one of those things that you never really thought it was gonna get like this level of treatment and then they've gone and knocked it out of the park. So if you haven't gotten your hands on Dimogen and you're thinking about it, it is totally worth it to buy the Arrow release, go for it. Other thing that I did this week, which is kind of connected, to Kaiju, I watched the Transformers Kingdom on Netflix, and it has the Beast Wars Transformers on it, of which I got to see a Tyrannosaurus Rex Megatron and a Dinobot, well, Dino, or Velociraptor Dinobot from Beast Wars. And it was great to see them in all of their new CGI glory. And I think they did both of the characters justice, and I was really happy with that. So yeah, cool old school dinosaurs from my childhood um the velociraptor didn't have feathers so you know it took minor credence with that because it is nowadays but because they modeled it off the original one colors and all it was great i think that they've done a marvelous job with all three of the segments of those transformers uh cartoons um i showed it to my kids and they loved it so, you know, if you've got some Transformers fans in the house that like dinosaurs, now is your opportunity. Netflix has done you a solid. You will, however, have to watch the first two seasons to have any rational idea of what is going on. But yeah, it was great times. So, Paul, I'm going to turn it back on. Well, no, I can't turn it back on you. That would be rude of me. Alex, what have Kaiju been up to? Uh, I've also been pretty busy recently with... Um with work and then i was able to actually get out of town and go camping last week oh nice which was uh very pleasant but i have been i finished uh ultraman rube recently that series mm -hmm. um which I, I ended up really really enjoying it kind of took me by surprise because i wasn't expecting much out of it uh and that was a lot of fun well, sorry, I, I don't really know Ultraman apart from the Netflix animated show. Is thank that... you for thank you for saying <laughs> that before me, Paul. I've seen it's... the original and the Netflix one. That's it. So is this is this the latest Japanese version of it? So Rube is I think it's from I want to say it's from 2017 uh, or maybe 2018. So it's one of the newer shows, and the idea of it is that you've got these two brothers who live with their uh, their sister and their dad in his like t-shirt shop. Um, <laughs> And uh, uh, their mom is like missing. She was studying 
you know, the stars and uh, astronomy or something at a, at a company. And she's gone. How did she meet, how, how did she years. meet their dad? I don't know, but they're a really funny couple because he's super weird and she's very like go-getter energetic. This must've been like one of those coffee shop or like must have pub, been. pub moments. That's or awesome. Like they went, they went to high school together or something. I'm not really sure. But uh, anyway, so they're like, we don't know where our mom is. Things are kind of weird things start happening. Uh, long story short, they both uh, find a, a relic and they are both transformed into Ultraman. So they're like brother Ultraman. And so they kind of have to cooperate and learn to get along to fight these monsters. And it leads to a lot of, it's, it's, it's a pretty comedic series. Like you'll see the Ultraman, you know, they're learning to be Ultraman and they'll like accidentally stumble and like, you know, knock over someone's car and then they'll daintily like place it back on the road and be like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's a really fun series and neat twists and turns and very interesting characters. So I'm, I'm curious, um, these are like the giant Ultraman, you know, like proper, proper Ultraman. Um, well, the Netflix one, they went, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, they, they, they shrunk them. Yeah, that Ultraman went through the wash. Anyways, um, so these Ultraman, like these biggins, these brothers, so when they are actually in Ultraman mode, are they going, yeah! the whole time or is there dialogue uh they they talk they still talk and they talk to each other they coordinate um, okay sometimes they'll like throw insults at each other or at the monster does the monster understand these insults <laughs> usually no but later on there's a character who usually kinda, no so there are there well because awesome. later on there's a character who can control monsters you know it's almost like instead of transforming into ultraman she can transform into monsters and mm -hmm. so they're like fighting her it's uh it's pretty interesting i've been i i myself and and uh my fellow kaiju crew have been just going through i think pretty much every mill creek ultraman set uh and rube is just the latest now i'm on to ultraman taro which is from the 70s and is like the wildest weirdest <laughs> ultraman show if you want like if you think like godzilla versus megalon is nuts like one episode of Taro is like twice as crazy, at least. You see, Alex, co-host Alex, because I know you're listening to this. It's moments like these, whilst you're on holiday, that you should have been here <laughs> to defend your beloved Godzilla versus Megalon, which is a shockingly weird film from I Scar love Godzilla vs. Megalon. Oh no, 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 no. We are not saying we're not saying that it isn't a lovable film. But it is shockingly weird in a way that only Godzilla versus Gigan can match. Yeah, 100%. There's so many things. When you stop thinking about that movie, you're like, why? Like, there's no women in the movie except for the people wearing the, the, the rain ponchos dancing. And, like, when someone explained that, when someone told me the first, oh, yeah, there's no women in that movie. And I was like, okay, I'll raise you one better. Why does the Seektopia King guy have a tattoo of a tiger? He lives under the ocean. How does he know what a tiger is? And he's got a mini Megalon on his head. He's got a the, the Megalodon tiara has been raised before on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. We love that movie. <laughs> the tiger tattoo, that's a good one. There's it also is. like there's also like a porn mag spread in the back of uh, the truck. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I've caught that. <laughs> I think that's the only real nudity in a Godzilla film. Because like Tetsura's breasts are like rubber. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's a strange film. I love it, but it is bizarre. <laughs> it's so bizarre. It's awesome though. I love the dolphin thing. Love the dolphin, yeah. the dolphin rider, what whatever you want to call it. That's awesome. But it's oh, just yeah. like, who came up with that thing? Like <laughs> it's not going anywhere. <laughs> it's not doing anything. They have to pull it in because it has no forward momentum. That was great. Absolutely great. And then like the other part too is just that was a hell of a throw to get that rope all the way out there when you see where he was like he could be in the olympics dude <laughs> yep yeah oh, so many great things about that movie so yeah now, uh, oh, aside oh, from aside from uh rube i also recently watched war of the god monsters from srs cinema mm -hmm. um I, I i got on vhs tape because i, I oh, wow. i've got a collection of kaiju <laughs> tapes i love oh, nice videotapes um oh, and yeah. that movie is like these yes oh prehysteria i love that movie <laughs> moonbeam entertainment baby yeah yeah the, uh yeah war of the god monsters is like inscrutable it's it's like half um weird korean sort of adventure drama comedy and then the rest of the movie is literally just stock footage from a bunch of ultraman shows just the monsters um so they and, and like there's a reason for it it's because they couldn't release ultraman in korea so they just bought the footage and made a movie around the monster footage but because they don't oh, show okay. ultraman like ultraman never shows up they don't want to show ultraman um the monsters show up they smash the city and like okay what are they going to do to stop them and they just don't like the movie just ends because like ultraman kills them in the show they don't have footage of them dying any other way um it, weird movie but if if you like strange that it does sound really interesting yeah yeah it'd be great to show to like a bunch of kids like the kids are like oh how's this, how are they gonna win how, how are they gonna yeah. defeat the monsters and then the movie just ends just like sometimes children <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, so that, that, that's that's what i've been doing recently very cool well now you get to turn it on paul so we come full yeah. circle so paul what have kaiju been doing well I have, um, I watched a film called The Tomorrow War. That's oh, that's a good one. I told yeah, you about that one. Recent release on Amazon Prime with Chris Pratt, um, where he's going 18 years into the future to fight these aliens and save mankind. And I really like the aliens in it. You know, they're um, they're not big. They're kind of like um, mm -hmm. the, about the size of like the host um, type creature. Okay. They're a novel um, design. I haven't seen anything really like them. Yeah, before. they're quite unique. And especially because they've got like two tails. I want to say that spit out tentacly um, bits, yeah. yeah, yeah, tentacles at the back that yeah spit out prehensile appendages. <laughs> they're very cool. Yeah, yeah they're very, cool. very saw, nasty I, looking. I haven't seen that movie, but I saw in Japan to promote it. They had like a full scale model of one of those creatures in like the back of a truck that they were driving around. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, wow, that's a cool way to promote a movie. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the good thing is because they're not They did that with massive. Gorgo, didn't they? They did that with Gorgo. They did that with Gorgo, and I think they also did it with Gamera. Yeah, so, Gamera the Brave. With Gamera. Yeah, yeah, Gamera the Brave. Remember how, like, Toto is, like, Toto-sized, and they have it on, like, the back of a truck. After right, they okay. It. Yeah, so they just totally drove around Japan with that thing. And then Gorgo, you see Gorgo, at, like, on the back of a lorry, in the original film like they totally drove that model around to help promote the movie yeah I, i'm pretty sure the shots of it going through uh piccadilly circus is actually just like they just drove it around and those are just real people 
yeah like looking at it just they're promoting it and filming it at the same time exactly. gorgo's real that actually happened <laughs> that actually happened. it's a documentary believe it or not yeah finding gorgo we have finding yeah, gorgo. It's, it's amazing you should watch it paul yes john will do <laughs> anyway as i was saying tomorrow war what i really liked is that the uh, aliens weren't massive so they're not destroying the buildings they're in the buildings so when mm -hmm. the like the soldiers are trying to um extract some samples from a lab the creatures are running through the corridors they're running down the stairwell after them so and they're, they're bigger than like the xenomorph but it's still that claustrophobic feeling that they are coming they and they are coming fast for you and they won't just die easily so um yeah i really like that film it's quite it's about two and a half hours it was a bit on the long side but um oh. thoroughly enjoyed it yeah it kind of starts over again at one point though well, that's I mean, it because it kind of got, it ends and then carries on yeah it's cool <laughs> we're not going to spoil too much because no, no i don't want to give any spoilers but but yeah. it had a feel it was kind of like the the alien creatures i got world war z vibes and the fact that they're always oh, like, like the swarms they're yes. swarming yeah and they're just like yeah i know what you mean hand over claw and it's just like wow that's intense yeah <laughs> it's like that scene in um Alien versus Predator, we see all these animals running up the pyramid towards the Predator. Oh, yeah. But rather than it being a 10 second clip, it's like, no, this is actually a fair few chunk of the film. It's yeah. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. at one point there, I mean, this is just exhibition, but for exposition, <laughs> sorry, I should say. But um, you just see the aliens chasing some horses because, like, they're just hunting down anything that they can eat. And like the horses are running, and then you just suddenly see like 70 of these damn things like appear <laughs> and like go after them. It's like, Oh, those horses are having a bad day. So yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's not much of mankind left. The aliens have kind of taken over the world in the future. So there's a lot of them. Absolutely. And um, other than that, I happen to pick up Ooh, there a, it is. um Biolanti wow. Deferial model, which isn't quite as big as I imagined. It's it still fits nicely on a shelf. It's not too big. Yeah. But um, the like the acid that kind of drips out just adds such an extra effect that I wasn't expecting. Yeah, that's mm. beautiful. But um, yeah, really, really happy. So I got that. Um, I got an email the other day from Awesome Collector saying it shipped, and I thought I'll be saying on here, oh, I've had an email saying it shipped, and within days it arrived. And I was like, nice. Wow. Like you you that... don't get that during COVID anymore. <laughs> no, that's it. I was thinking, I'm not yeah, used to anything yeah. arriving soon, let alone something from Japan. So that was, yeah, very impressive. You know, it, it's funny because uh, I ordered something from Japan on Baiyi, I want to say December 2020, and it took about five months to get here. <laughs> and then I ordered something from Baiyi again in like June, and it got here in like a week. And I was like, what's going on? I, I paid a little bit more for shipping, but not like a lot in other places. Well, to be fair, Japan was one of the first countries that just like did, instituted like a proper lockdown and was like really stingy about how they were going to have things going. And they came out of it, didn't they? It worked. Yeah. I mean, I remember like at the time people were just like, really? Like locking, like shutting everything down. You know, early days. <laughs> Little did we know. <laughs> but well, now, now things are, are picking back up. Unfortunately, there's a lot of um, events and stuff being canceled. But hopefully, they can get over that hump. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Hopefully, someday we'll get back to normal. Until then, <laughs> all those nerds will just have to live in their houses and play their games and enjoy <laughs> all the things. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, speaking of games, someone's coming out with a game here. 
Yes. Yes, I Ooh. am. Ooh. <laughs> Should we take a break and then dive into that? Absolutely. Absolutely. There we go. One. Hello, and welcome back to Kaiju Curry House, episode 78. I'm your host, Joe. Joined tonight, or today, even depending upon when you're listening, by regular co-host Paul. And we found an Alex. Unfortunately, it's not regular co-host Alex, but we're even we're, we're drumming it up because this is Alex Rusty, and he is doing Dawn of the Monsters, which is a new game which should be coming out February of 2022. So we're going to talk about that. Alex, what have you got for us? Give us some great deets. Sure. So Dawn of the Monsters is a uh, cooperative, kind of like kaiju beat-em-up. So if you can envision something along the lines of Final Fight or Streets of Rage, uh, but with giant monsters and fully destructible environments, and that's kind of what we're making. So there's uh, four different playable characters. You visit uh, four different locations across the globe. And the story of the game is that it's set in the in the future, kind of after some you know, climate crises have happened. And those have also unearthed these monsters called the Nephilim. And the Nephilim are invading and taking over whatever is left of humanity and, and nesting. So you're part of an organization called Dawn. And Dawn has a team of kaiju that they're using to wipe out the Nephilim. So you travel around the planet, destroy hordes and hordes of these monsters, and uh, try to try to you know, cancel the apocalypse effectively. The, there we uh, go. <laughs> and uh, over the course of the game, you uncover a lot of mysteries about the Nephilim, um, about Dawn itself, uh, and the various people that uh, work for it. And uh, yeah, it's it should be coming out in February. It's going to have online co-op, so you can play with your oh, friends. Awesome. That was, uh, it, it didn't originally have online co-op, but once COVID happened, we were like, well... <laughs> We shouldn't kind be like encouraging people to like play the game with their friends in their house. So you can you can play with a buddy, uh, even if you're not in the same room. Is it four player co-op? It's two player co-op. Two player co-op, but with four playable characters to choose from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, each character you can you can kind of upgrade and augment them, so you can give them new abilities and stuff as you as you play. It's got some some light role playing game elements in there, so you can customize them to kind of fit your play style um, and each character is is pretty unique in uh in how they fight that's awesome so in february uh where do, where are we going to find this game so if we want to play it where do we go so you'll be able to pick this game up on nintendo switch wow awesome four PlayStation five wow. xbox one xbox series X and Series S, uh, PC, um, Google Stadia. Um, you got like a full it. house there. But that's I, say, I don't think there's anything you, left. You've hit them all. <laughs> we want to make sure that there is no excuse as to why you can't play this game. Fair uh, enough. And, and it'll be available uh, as a digital download. And we're also um, looking into having like a physical version that you can pick up as well. If, you know, some people like the the physical copy of the game have a disc yeah edition and stuff yeah like limited run or something yeah. yeah so you know the goal is to have it on pretty much everything under the sun that's awesome i you don't normally see something that's just that friendly across all the platforms and we've really been sorely missing 
kaiju games that you know you can you can just play on a, like a playstation or what have you it, it i think since pipeworks kind of left the scene on that front mm. we really haven't had much that's been like a great multiplayer game for any kaiju and yeah like i said it's just sorely missed that's yeah. awesome so and that that style of game because i loved streets of rage and golden axe you know those those side scrollers and we recently had i say recently two three years ago probably streets of rage 4 um, came yeah, back yeah. And, and me and a friend played that one night and just had so much fun and so now there's, a, there's a bit of a monsters. there's a bit of a renaissance for these kind of games i feel like yeah so they, they always seem to loop around don't they it's i yeah. think it's been so long that people want a couch co-op experience and they want to just beat things up have a bit of fun and and it's also like you know when, when we were first coming up with this project and uh, we initially had plans to make it a fighting game um but what happened was we were trying to think of ways to make it a little more unique because there are a lot of kaiju fighting games and there's a lot of good ones um but it just kind of like clicked when we realized like hey we love co-op beat-em-ups and there isn't one with like giant monsters and we thought that was like that's insane like that shouldn't be that shouldn't be the case we need to change that so like you know in in our game instead of picking up like crowbars and i don't know daggers you you can just pick up an entire building and you can smash it over a guy <laughs> you can pick yeah. up uh you, you can pick up a kind of missile launcher tank and then you can use it like a gun and you can fire missiles at them so you know we take a lot of advantage of that format and of the scale too you can do a lot of uh fun and pretty violent stuff so i'm going to ask a question here because this is something i've always wanted to do in a monster game and i feel like this this conversation you know is such that i can mention it and something might actually happen all right what if i was a monster and i wanted to pick up another monster and beat a monster with that monster over the head huh. so it in, you can't in this game but you what you can do mm -hmm. is you can grab a monster's head rip it off mm -hmm. and then you can pick that head up and beat another monster with it so it's not it's wow. you know you can get a part of the monster that's that's going a step far for me that's that's <laughs> so impolite to that monster but i was thinking more along the lines of you've seen the memes you know just get it by the tail and yes just yeah swing. yeah swing it around swing it yeah. around I, I was really but you know you you took it as far i guess as you can go there you, you can also punch a monster so hard that it'll ricochet and fly and then hit another monster oh nice oh there you go yeah yeah okay those, and are, so, in, those are good in-game mechanics that you've come up with there well yeah because in in you know all the old arcade games it was what kick punch jump yeah and that's that's pretty you, you might be able to pick up an object and throw but from what i understand you've got is it like a combo system where you can like you can throw them up in the air juggle them yeah yeah so when we were kind of planning our combat we wanted it to be um i guess a little more meaty than your your average retro beat-em-up so we were looking more at like fighting games and also action games like devil may cry and bayonetta so nice um you know, if you want to you can just have fun and kind of button mash and hope for the best but if you really dig your teeth into it you can knock things up into the air you can cancel into like flame breath that keeps them juggled and then you can you know juggle them around slam them into walls and buildings have them bounce off and keep pummeling them um and when you've got a friend in the mix the the kind of wombo combos you can do passing monsters back and forth between each other 
gets pretty nuts. And then for each, you know, combat uh, segment, you're actually graded. So if you manage to kill things really quickly and efficiently, and, you know, you manage to never drop your combo meter, you'll get uh, a grading. And once the whole thing is graded, you know, you get a, it goes from S plus all the way down to F. Um, depending on how well you performed, how, how destructive you were, you'll get uh, better loot at the end of a mission. Nice. Okay. And then you use that loot to upgrade your creature with what, is it new abilities or new, like stronger, faster, you know, that, that type of thing? What's, what's the skill? Do they like, like evolve, look different, anything like that? They don't uh, look different, but they get kind of a set of new abilities. So you have... Uh, we, we call them DNA augments. So the idea is that you're actually injecting them and changing their, their kind of natural kaiju abilities. Uh, so you can equip up to three of them at once. And uh, they have a, a main ability, a main perk. So for example, one of them might be um, every time you roar, uh, you're invincible. Uh, and another one might be I'm trying to think of all the ones off the top of my head. Uh, when your health is low, you deal double the damage. And then another one might be, you know, when you're performing um, light attacks, you can't get stunned or something. So then you can create these kind of synergies between these three augments that you can equip. You can quite, create quite the uh, devastating combos. And then with each ability is a bunch of stats. So you'll get, you know, beefed up attack, beefed up defense, and then, you know, crit chance, crit damage, rage generation, which is kind of your resource to do special moves. Um, there's all sorts of, you know, movement speed, attack speed. There's, uh, it, it ends up, there ends up being quite a bit of strategy in picking what yeah. you want and what you want to kind of prioritize and yeah. across all four characters. Okay. That's yeah. really cool. That's cool. Yeah. Cause I like to choose my play style, you know, uh, when I'm doing a, a shooter, um, I was playing Outriders recently, and you get mm. all these different mods for your guns and all your equipment. And so I can say, right, well, I'm going to use an assault rifle, so I'm going to go for the mods that do damage on that, or yeah. ones that focus on on healing or, or something like that. So yeah, yeah, really appreciate things that let me choose my own playstyle. Yeah, and it, it's kind of it's inspired by a, a number of different things, but um, a game that I've always really liked is Monster Hunter. Okay. And in Monster Hunter, you kind of equip different pieces of armor with different abilities on them. So I, I would, in any game that allows me, I like to just max out my my crit chance and crit damage as much as possible. So that like, there's a chance that every, I don't know, five hits or something, I'm going to do crazy damage. I just, that's, that's. I always go for tank. Go I always go for tank. tank. Okay. One of the abilities in this game is uh, it slows you down. Like you, your, your, your movement speed goes down a little bit. That would be a tank. Yeah. <laughs> And then your your defense is jacked up insanely, and like you almost just can't you can't get stunned. So it's called Moving Fortress, and it just turns you into a lumbering beast. It's uh, it can be pretty fun, especially against bosses. Yeah, I just remember it goes back to Dungeons and Dragons. Like you know, there's there's one person that's always the thing. And before I found out that paladins were no fun, like you couldn't deviate. <laughs> I, I, and, and I you know. I was like, oh yeah, Paladin, like armor me up. Let's do this. And then you realize if like there's even one sad little child on like in the village side quest, you're just like, okay, we'll do this first. Where it's like a rogue, just like, oh, that's tough. Just walk on by. But you know, 
It is what it is. But no, I love tanks. So I had a question. So mm-hmm. you named a lot of platforms where you can do digital downloads, where you know, like you aren't necessarily limited in uh, what you can add or subtract to a game. So this game, are you planning on doing expansions with it? Like say new towns or new characters or what have you? Is it something that's going to grow with the fan base? Um, assuming that the game does well, and I mean, yeah, so far it, yeah. the reaction has been really great. That's something we we would love to do. We've already got ideas. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. So I mean, we are with our previous with our first game, Runbow. Um, we did that. We added a bunch of extra stuff post release. So that's cool. Yeah. You, so you're going to add the thing where you can whack somebody over the head. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> sweet. You know, like the special move. Specifically add that. It'll be yeah. called the Joe move or something. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's Sounds cool. Awesome. Um, so can you get in, in a playthrough, even if I was rubbish, would I would I be able to um get my creature up to a, to a decent level? Or if I if I say I'll get D rankings all the way through, is there then a new game plus mode that I could go in with my current upgrades and continue to upgrade on multiple playthroughs? So there, there isn't a new game plus right now. It's something that that's one of the things we'd probably like to add if we if we get to if we do DLC. But even if you're, you know, bad at the game and you're not getting the best scores or whatever, the variety of um, augments that you can get is wide enough that it's kind of like built-in difficulty control. So like, if you're um, if you're really good at the game, you might equip something like I think. I don't remember the name of it, but there's there's an augment that like increases your damage a lot, but it decreases your defense a lot. Yeah. So you might okay. only take a couple of hits and then you're gonna die. Whereas if you're like struggling a bit, there's ones that increase the amount that you heal, um, and 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 increase your defense and stuff. So I've, when when you um, when you deal enough damage to an enemy, it enters this state where it's kind of like flashing red and it's kind of in this danger zone. And then if you have a little bit of rage, that kind of uh, power bar resource, uh, you can just I- instantly execute it. So you'll do an animation, you'll blow it up to smithereens, and then that'll actually heal heal you. So there's even some augments that that uh, make your executions more powerful or give you more health from it. And you can also run around and destroy buildings, and um, some of the buildings will have power-ups in them, like health and um, rage and all sorts of stuff. So what kind of a playthrough time are we talking here? Like, just if someone was going to play through this game, how long should it take them? So it's it's hard to say because, like, we've been playing this game for, I guess, years now. Um, but based on the on the play tests that we've done, we've had people come in, play through the whole game. It's around, like, 8 to 12 hours of game. Okay, that's really good. Game. Yeah. And And that's, like, just if, you know, just to get to the end credits. And then there's you can go back and try to get um, S yeah, plus rankings, rankings on everything. Yeah. You can, yeah, you can try to read. There's actually a whole archive section with all the lore or the, about the world and all that kind of stuff. Um, so there's even a lot to do after you've seen the credits roll. And each time you get an S plus ranking, you unlock something. So I think for the first, like, 20 s plus rankings you actually unlock a uh, a color a kind of color um palette for your character and mm. uh uh let's just say that uh 
fans like us and, and, you know, eagle-eyed kaiju fans are going to recognize some of those color palettes. Nice. Um, Excellent. Okay. So speaking of that, are there any nods towards um, certain films in the game? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's all sorts of, you know, winks, nods, Easter eggs. I mean, there's a character um, called Dr. Evokin, and he is a... uh, He's kind of the sign, the chief scientist at Dawn. So Dawn is Dawn stands for, by the way, Defense Alliance Worldwide Network, and they're the organization that oversees defending the Earth. Um, and so, the, for example, this scientist, this is one of the more like subtle ones. You know, it was almost unintentional, but it was it was still included as an intentional. Is uh, he basically looks like Guillermo del Toro? Um, nice. Okay. You know, you'll you'll recognize it when you see him. He's like Guillermo del Toro with a really big mustache. Cool. Um, yeah, mustaches there's, there's, are always awesome. Mustaches are great. Yeah, there's all there's all sorts of fun little Easter eggs, and uh, I'm looking forward to um, seeing people like. Let's say everyone will be finding them, them and sharing screenshots on social yeah. media, hopefully. Yeah. So, and some of them, some of them are pretty subtle. So, so you've got stuff for some like fans our age and everything. So what is what is the age that you're targeting with this game? I mean, obviously it can go up to us and however, but. Say my ten-year-old sees me wanting sees me playing this and wants to have a go. They'll 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 dig it. Like the, it's it's aiming at a slightly older audience, but it's mm-hmm. not uh, M-rated. It's uh, it's going to be a T-rated game, okay. um, and it's still supposed to have that kind of pick up and play fun, and it's and it really shines in co-op. So if you're playing with a friend, um, that's like, you know, the most fun way to play it. In in my opinion, at least, it's still fun on its own. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's, we've had, uh, normally in, in normal non-COVID times, we take our games to, to shows and people just walk up to the booth and play them. Mm-hmm. Um, so we haven't been able to do that, but the kids that we have had tested have all, uh, really enjoyed it. And gotten really well, yeah. What's not to love? Giant monsters. This giant is monsters. great. Anything with giant monsters is really going to get people excited. Yeah. I mean, in our circles. It, it, but, yeah. <laughs> they're like giant pokemon right i mean you know giant, yeah. Giant, like oh yeah giant pokemon are a thing now yeah I, I found this out they call it a gigantamax yeah those are just kaiju now pokemon are officially kaiju well you might argue with our co-host alex there apparently they're yokai <laughs> that was like our first thing yeah, yeah so like i was i was calling them out like mr mime is a very creepy yokai yeah <laughs> i don't like it don't but yeah oh wow so right so this is coming out in february so it's going to be kind of like a cold icky time of year for a lot of folks at least in our hemisphere and it will be a co-op game and it's fairly versatile for the types of folks that can play it what is the learning curve on it do you do you have a tutorial in the game i'd imagine you would so yeah yeah we've we've got a tutorial and we've got a in-game manual and all sorts of stuff to that's awesome so i mean like if you're unsure, but you know, you have someone who wants to play with you or you want to, you know, like just give it a go. You have a tutorial. It's like, get you started. And it isn't like one of those ones where you're looking at it and then you have to press start or you're like pause. And then you look like in the manual or you look online, like, oh yeah, this is how you do the thing. So that's yeah, really and, cool. I like that. And on top of that, we've also got, so like, you know, there's a manual you can access at any time. There's the, the first level where it serves as a, as a tutorial. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, we've actually got a, a training lab. So if you want to just like go into a safe area where you can't die 
and practice combos and practice attacks, you can practice your heart's content and see what each character is about. That's cool. cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, so the next thing I'm going to ask, and I, I feel like this is like the parents' question to ask, is there a suggested retail for this? Like how, how much is this going to set me back this game? I don't think we've confirmed it yet, but uh, so like, don't quote me on this. I believe it's $29.99 US. Okay, that's not so bad at all. I'm just thinking, you know, February, that's coming like shortly after the Christmas, you know, so yeah. parents got to ask. Yeah, you got to go. be ready. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's got the perfect, good. that's the perfect weather for staying in and playing video games. I will that's totally it. get it for, Dawn's getting the perfect gift for Valentine's this year. I'm telling you <laughs> what. you imagine? <laughs> hey, honey. I found us a co-op game, yeah. hey? <laughs> It could happen. Uh, actually, I don't know, the story. How is this told? Is it like a comic book style? Is it cutscenes? What, what have you gone for? So most of the story is told through fully voice acted kind of character portrait dialogue. So two characters slide on screen. They talk to each other. And so the, the human characters are all the characters that are involved in Dawn. And uh, each kaiju kind of has like a human avatar and so they're kind of the main characters in the story and then there's everyone else that's, that's around Don and then in game there are a couple of um, comic book style cutscenes that show up um, and there's also kind of bonus chats you can do so in between missions you can kind of explore around and upgrade your characters and do stuff like that and you can also just go and chat with members of, of Don uh, and see the conversations that they're having and then on top of that, there's an archives. And the archives is just a collection of, you know, images and, and text and other pieces of lore and history um, and profiles on all the kaiju that you meet. That's awesome. Yeah, do love a good profile. Yeah, yeah we, a profile. We wanted to make sure that it's not just like a, um, like, okay, here, here's a kaiju game. There's kaiju, there's strong stuff. Go off with it because... I mean, uh, we, we all got into kaiju watching movies, and uh, the movies are like usually 80 to 90% a story and then 10% action sequences. So I figured having, having a good amount of uh, uh, motivation and justification for what you're doing was really key. Yeah, that's awesome. Sounds like a really well-rounded game. That's the hope. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. So with these monsters, you did you said you had four characters, four main kaiju that you had to pick from? Are you open to describing them a little bit to get people amped up? Or is this a secret yeah. waiting for release? Oh, I'll, cool. Um, I'll, so there's two of them that we've revealed. Um, and mm -hmm. it's Megadon. Megadon is uh hold on, let me go, let me go grab Megadon. Do we are these pictures or do you have figures? Oh yeah, I think we should bring up the figures actually, because yeah. So this what? Is what? <laughs> this is this fair. I wasn't told that there was merch. Yeah, it's very, it's quite rare actually that there's merch before the games. Well, you know, while the games in development, you oh, teamed I up like with someone, that. didn't you, to produce? So yeah. believe it or not, so the company that made this is Seismic Toys, which is just another company that I made with a friend of mine. Oh wow! Um, cool. And we just decided, because we had been, you know, kind of uh, selling toys as at, at a dealer's table in uh, at G-Fest for a couple of years. 
and mm-hmm. we'd always talked about like, man, we should make a toy. Um, it's my friend, Chris, Chris Olio. So we were talking about, we should make a toy. We should make a toy. We started making this Kaiju game at like my day job of game developer. And mm-hmm. I just called up Chris and I was like, Hey, I, I want to show you something, you know, we could probably make a toy out of this and it could be like a kind of marketing shtick. So we, we made it and we were also, we weren't sure how it was going to do because it's for a game that wasn't out, but we sold them uh, in 2019 and they sold out. It's a so good looking thing. Like so I can see why you, you said you like your M1. That's It's definitely going for that yeah. quite vibrant. Uh... That's yeah, great. He's, he's kind of uh, translucent there with his thing, but Anyways, the the uh, so this is this is Megadon. He's the main, probably the main the main dude for the game, and he's um, a dinosaur like Godzilla like kaiju with uh, three horns on his head, and he's a fire kaiju. So he actually has magma kind of coursing through his body, and he expels it through his fists. So when he mm. punches things really hard, it creates little volcanic eruptions. Cool. Nice. Um. He's, he's a great all-around character, so he, he's really high damage, and he's great for uh, learning the game. And then we have Ganera, which is this one here. Uh, so Ganera is a, uh, uh, a sea kaiju, kind of a crab kaiju. Nice. And what's, what's, so she's, she's a tank. She's a lot tankier. She's a lot higher defense, a little slower. Uh, but what's cool about her is that she can slow enemies down. So if she performs attacks that like drenches them, their, their movement speed is slowed down. And she can also summon a little crab minion. She can summon this little crab monster that can go around and fight for her. So she can command it around. And That's cool. Do stuff. Um, so we're trying to make sure that, that each character has a really unique move set, a really unique play style. And uh, those are you know, gorgeous that, figures too. Absolutely. Incredible! Kudos to you for getting that off the ground. And then the other two characters I can't reveal yet. Um, hopefully, we'll, we'll we, we've we've got a trailer that's like locked. Do you have do you have do you have merch of them already too? Not yet, unfortunately. I was going to say you get all the good stuff if you did. The, <laughs> we'll we'll probably make one. Um, but the the other two characters are also like have quite unique. Uh, did you go for elements too, like water, fire? wind yeah earth cool so megadon is uh is fire ganira is water and the other two characters one of them is erode um which is like a defense down ailment and the other one is shock so oh ooh, cool really nice. i got the sound yeah. of that one so they're they're pretty they're also a little, a little more like let me put it this way one one of the characters that we haven't revealed yet has a massive gun i wonder who that could be could it be the electric sounding one? Could be. Who can say? <laughs> who can say? But but yeah, we and, and we try to we try to cover a little bit of you know kaiju and tokusatsu. Uh, That's really cool. Yeah, stuff for everybody. So oh, this is this is shaping up to be a really fun game, and it is. I'm I'm really amped. I, I love that you got, went with the full house approach where you get all the consoles because I I just like I remember. Like, oh man, like I don't have that one. I went for the other one. Like, why why is it doing this? Yeah. So yeah, that's, we've we've, that's, we've all been there and been like, man, I really want this, but I don't have XYZ. And it's like Yeah, it's just it's gut-wrenching when you have that. I, I remember when Halo came out and it's just like, oh, 
oh, I have a GameCube. <laughs> oh, you didn't get much on a GameCube. <laughs> we had, we had. Well, you have, you have Mario. We had James Bond. Yeah, Nightfire. Was it Nightfire? There was Nightfire and Agent Under Fire. I don't remember. Okay, it wasn't Goldeneye though. That was the best one. Goldeneye was great. Yeah, what yeah. Was was, that's why when I, when I was a kid, it had to be. So I I had the GameCube. I had a buddy with an Xbox and a buddy with a PS2. Oh, there you so go. We would be like, okay, what's out? Okay, uh, can okay, you got to pick up Smash Bros. You have to get <laughs> Halo and you have to get GTA. And we'd have to, you know, cycle. One yes, that that's it. And it's mom, still going on today, sadly. I mean, they just announced Wolverine, PlayStation exclusive. Like, oh, yeah, PlayStation only. It's like, okay, man, Wolverine, Spider-Man was so good. Can't wait to play Wolverine. Yeah. I just like you can get from my background. I like dinosaurs and reptilian things, right? Like I'm, I'm obsessed. People who've been listening to this podcast know that Joe's obsessed with large, dangerous, scary things. So my mom, I love this woman. She's amazing. She has shaped me into the person I am today. She wanted to go only Nintendo because they had the reputation for having like the, the cute, the cute, yeah. family-friendly games that don't get you in any trouble. What did the Jurassic Park games come out on? Everything else. So Another we got game. an so we got an N sixty four right. This was our oh, game. Yeah, we had yeah. we had Turok, which was ridiculously so, hard, and like you never got to see any dinosaurs other than like those weird raptors that you just. It's dead. That was like that was rated eighteen. That was so yeah. Gory. That game was pretty gory too. Yeah, right. Like what happened <laughs> in that game? Nothing happened in that what? game. We never got. We never managed to get past like level two because oh, it's just you, like, okay. Yeah. It, it, in Turok has two. Like, there was a gun that would it would fire a bullet or a creature that would bore into the like dinosaurs' heads to make them explode. It was yeah. very graphic. Yeah. Okay. We didn't have that. We, there was no. <laughs> you just had there, a lot of fog. And I know, but a lot of fog. There was just a lot of fog, and there was no narration in the game. So, like, where are we going? Like, what's happening? What are we supposed to be doing right now? Anyways, that was Turok. So we had that, but then you know, like, lo and behold, PlayStation gets the Jurassic Park game. And yeah. it looked, the Lost World looked glorious. I'm just sitting here like, really? So yeah, yeah. Joe saved up, got himself a PS1, played Lost World. I was not having it. And then Primal Rage was on yeah, PlayStation 2, but not Nintendo. So I was just sitting here again like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember even on the, the Super Nintendo, it, there, there was a Jurassic Park game on Super Nintendo, but the one on Genesis was way better. Yeah, again, I, yeah. I love my different. I, I, I didn't get a Super Nintendo until I was like 20. And then on the first things I was like, I was like, getting Jurassic Tom Rage, getting Death <laughs> Superman, I'm getting Jurassic Park, I'm getting Super Godzilla. We're going to do this right. So, yeah. You got there eventually. I got there eventually, yeah. but gosh darn it, N64. I mean, like, it had, it had, it had Super Smash Brothers, it had Mario, it had Mario Kart. Like, they were great games. But they weren't like the edgy, cool dinosaur games that I needed, that I craved. Yeah, but yeah, you're like you there. I know, but you just you have let everybody enjoy this game. You know, like there is not a kaiju fan that will be missing out. You have you have sprinkled that magic dust everywhere. I, I can't say how much I appreciate that. That's great. Yeah, I, think, I think it's it's super key nowadays to to be able to do that. And and honestly, you know, we're a pretty small studio. Um, mm -hmm. So I really have to hand it to our publisher way forward. They're the ones that are helping make that possible. That's cool. So well, yeah, they're, thank they're, you way forward. Yeah, thanks way forward. Uh, for those who who 
may or may not remember back on the Game Boy Advance, there was a Godzilla game. Oh, Domination. Yeah, they made yes. that. So they've, oh, they've did they? Experience. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a fantastic game. Yeah, that was like so... Destroy All Monsters Melee, but in a 2D sprite type much, thing. Yeah. yeah, fantastic, fantastic game. So, so yeah, thanks to them, like, you know, we get to hit everything and, and it's... I'm I'm excited about that because I want as many people as possible to be able to pick this up, especially because it's been such a long time since we've had a big Godzilla game or a big kaiju game. Like there was the PS4 game back in 2014. Yeah, it was only on PS4. It was, I mean, if if, if you like destroying generators, it's a great it's a game for you. <laughs> it's a great game, and it looks it looks really good. Like the guy was just like, I really like SH Monster Arts figures. I want a game where I can digitally play with my SH Monster Arts figures. He made everything he set out to do. The rest of us maybe have been wanting a little something more. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, but it is a shame. I'll tell you what, though. It took me forever to figure out how to get Jet Jaguar. That is like the one thing about that game that took me a long time. I had to go online and like, what's going on? But yeah, you know, like, I wanted to get Jet Jaguar and I wanted him to shake my hand, too. I had to make sure that that happens. Because you can do that! But... Wow! But yeah, there are some cool Easter eggs. Like you can do Godzilla can do the the, the Shie dance thing. For yeah, Godzilla. you can. Yeah, I think that they did that really good. But it's just one of those games where it was an almost perfect execution as far as like the feel of the monsters and stuff like that. But more than one playable character and a better story mode and like actual fighting, I think yeah. that would have like really like knocked that out of the park. Yeah, it felt like they, they wanted to make sure that it was, like, the ultimate uh, homage to the movies, like, as accurate as kind of possible. But, yeah, it you just know, wasn't in, that in, fun to play. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, that was one thing that when we were developing Dawn, we were like, okay, Kaiju move really slowly. Is it fun to play something that moves really slowly? And we all kind of looked around and we were like, no, no. we're going to throw <laughs> realism aside for a minute and we're going to just focus on like, making it as fun as possible. And find other ways to make them feel big, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is kind of like what, you know, the Pipeworks games did, right? Like in, in the Pipeworks games, exactly, yeah. Godzilla can jump like, what, 60 meters or 70 meters? <laughs> crazy like that. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. But those really are kind of like the gold standard of Godzilla games. Everybody, you know, everybody will remember those. First. Yeah, yeah. That was great. And I, I just... I, they gave me they gave me a Titanosaurus I could play as. I mean, like that may not have been the best execution that game, but I will remember it fondly just for that one thing. I remember like they did like that weekly release, you know, of like all the different monsters, and like you know, like the slots were filling up and everything, and I was getting more and more like, oh, don't do it, don't do it again. I mean, last time, last time you added like monsters that no one even knew about, monsters just came out of the blue. I, I just, I just. I just want my Titanosaurus. And then they gave it to me. It was glorious. Yeah, I must have I lost was, that. I watched that stupid little animatic that they had, like, who knows how many. I was about to say, I watched that thing so many times where he, he did like a jump and then a tail flip and then he. Like, and then he slams his tail down. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was I, good. Uh, no, I was, uh, I was over the moon when I saw that. And then they had Varan. Like, how often do you see Varan make an appearance? I, didn't I was like. that. They're doing it. And then I remember, what was it? Godzilla, was it Godzilla Save the Earth? Like the yeah. one that was just before that? So I remember seeing Biolante's stamp. Oh, they okay. advertised that. And then 
where is she yeah, and then like you talk to yeah and then you talk <laughs> to the developers like she's actually on the disc but you can't access her yeah so sad what <laughs> what and then he says like oh yeah i played at her she's great <laughs> what yeah. the days before dlc they couldn't yeah. they couldn't finish her yeah yeah um, that that game's great and i also really loved the um there's a there's a fighting game for Super Nintendo that was only in Japan. Oh, Thank I know you. the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I love that game. That game's so it's like Street Fighter. It's Godzilla Street Fighter. Oh yeah, it's it's so good. It's so solid. Like, yeah. do you remember? You probably come across this. You're a game developer, Mugen, Mugen. Oh you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where you could like <laughs> just like download or mod it however you wanted. Like, you could just basically like get the Godzilla characters off that game, put them in there, and then you could have yay yeah they well they've got godzilla they've got gamera they've got ultraman you can create mm -hmm. your your wildest fantasies in that in that game oh yeah that's that's the next thing that needs to happen we need to have godzilla and gamera face off we've had our kong versus godzilla rematch yeah. we, that i mean you have to wonder what's going on because i want to say that like toho is now partnered with affiliated with something like that with what became of Dae. And like it could happen and yet despite every fan wanting to see that it probably won't. They don't want the pressure toho, toho does not um they, so, they so there was like, a game that came out on ps4 a couple of years ago called city shrouded in shadow yeah yep, i've got that yeah so you, so you know what i'm talking about so it's it's got godzilla it's got gamera got Ultraman, it's got Neon Genesis Evangelion, it's got Pat Labor. But part of the so I was like, wow, are they finally putting Godzilla against Gamera in, in a thing? Nope. Part of the stipulation of the license to make that game was that Godzilla, Gamera, and Ultraman will never meet on screen. So like that was part of the that was part of the deal. Is that like, hey they can be in the same game, but they shall never, never the two shall meet in any way, shape, or form. Um yeah, Toho, I think, still has a bit of a grudge after uh, Gamera kind of uh, aped them in the 60s, I guess. <laughs> or maybe they're still mad that Guardian of the Universe got so many awards. I don't know. It was a good film. Um, I, mean, but, uh, I mean, they knocked No, no Shin, Shin, they, they got those people. Shin, yeah, they made yeah. Shin, and Shin got a bunch of awards, so. Well, Shin got to meet Evangelion. I mean, like, that was a marketing extravaganza. Yeah, yeah, true. People true. loved that. But I mean, like, just let the giant dinosaur fight the giant turtle. I mean, like we've got the giant monkey and the giant dinosaur. Just, yeah. to, just get the turtle like, rawr, and you're like, scream, and it's great. Just do it. Some someday, like a fan will rise to the ranks, the savior, and well, make this film. Some guy on Twitter. Oh yeah, some oh, of the CG things. That wow. was amazing. I hope someone at Toho sees that and goes. Okay, yeah, that's pretty cool. Maybe yeah. we should try it. <laughs> no, no they'll, they'll probably take you down. No, someone at Toho is going to go, yeah, lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they uh, they get very stingy about, uh, well, they have, they're very protective of Godzilla, and they rightly should be. Yeah. Because he's, he, he's a cultural icon, a media icon, and Kong, um, Kong went into public domain 
so that's why how you get like Kong and all sorts of stuff. Like, you know, it just, it didn't, it fell through. That's why you get like people just buying up rights. Like people can have comics, people can make movies and they can be completely unrelated. There's no control over that character really anymore. Well, and it's even, it's even a little more complicated than that. Cause like part of King Kong is in the public domain sort of, or was, and then got purchased. Like, so I, I did a, yeah. an article on my blog recently, uh, a two-parter about, king kong video games mm -hmm. and recently there was a king kong vr game released in arcades as well as a bunch of like king kong or like a king kong slot machine and mm -hmm. it's it's called king kong of skull island but it is not kong skull island it is not that king kong it's a king kong licensed from joe devito's like comic books and yeah novels, um which is like a unique entity to like the King Kong that's fights Godzilla. Those are like two different licenses because one is a print publication and one is a movie. It's, it's a headache. It's a nightmare. Um, I've, I've had the whole right situation explained to me multiple times and it never sticks. <laughs> which, which one do you like? Do you like Joe DeVito's or do you like, uh, I, I read some of the comics. I haven't read his novels, but the, the, the comics were pretty neat. You um, need to read the novels. I'll tell you I've what. I've heard things about those, so maybe we, I'll check that out. We've had Joe on the podcast, and um, it's it's one of those cases where the Kong in the MonsterVerse timeline, he's done very well, and it, it's fun to watch that Kong. But what Joe's done is he's created the whole mythology of that island, and he's done such a phenomenal job with that mythology and tying everything together and making sure it all works that once you read those books, you kind of don't have a flavor for any Kong but that because he explores mm. it so vividly and in such a detailed and respectful way. It's just, I don't know. I mean, like, I love King Kong versus Godzilla. I love Kong Skull Island. Those are great. And I love the 1933 original, the Dino De Laurentiis film. I, I don't know where I stand on that quite so much, but um, it has Rick Baker in a gorilla costume, though. I mean, that's, that's cool. But uh, Joe DeVito's Kong has become Kong for me. And indeed, I, I have all his works, and I have a print that uh, he sent to me as well, because I'm such a fan, super fan now. Wow. But it took that Kong to really sway me, because I was a diehard Godzilla fan that like my family pushed me into this corner, like there's no way Kong could beat Godzilla. He is a walking radioactive flamethrower. But Joe DeVito's Kong is just, like I said, it's just, it's there. And there's so many dinosaurs in it. It's great. Yeah, well, you should check out, if, if you ever, I don't know, get to a Dave and Buster's, I don't even know if they have those in the UK. Um, no. <laughs> some arcade thing maybe maybe when you when you, when you come over for that trip there, there is this thing called king kong of skull island vr and it's mm -hmm. it's you know like there's that uh, i forget what they're called those two-headed t-rex the two-headed t-rex big god oh god mold. yeah from yeah, yeah. He, like he's in it like it's it's genuinely a kind of you're exploring that skull island uh, it looks pretty it looks pretty slow that's awesome yeah, yeah. god the uh for those listeners who may not know um gaw is the big mama um dinosaurian antagonist on skull island in joe devito's universe and before gaw there was another one basically this is like a raptor that undergoes like a certain 
hormonal transformation that gigantifies it. It becomes kind of like a queen among ants, you might say, for raptors. Mm. Anyway, um, in like the prehistory or the history of Skull Island, when it was first getting colonized by the ancient civilization, they ran into a two-headed version of whatever it is Gaw is, and it was not friendly. And then um, Gaw, as we now know the character, was, a, uh, was the antagonist for Kong. So Gaw in Joe DeVita's storyline is responsible for the death of Kong's parents. And in the course of that, of King Kong's life, because of that memory that's like burned into him, he knows that the raptors can turn into that. So he hunts down any raptors that he can find to prevent them from becoming another Gaw because he knows that. And it was kind of neat because Gaw was the last of hers and Kong was the last of his. And like they kind of come together and meet right before the events of uh, the 1933 film. But it, it's a really cool story and it has pirates too, which is, it just makes it so yeah, good. That's a bonus. I, I, I really got to read these books. I should, uh, I should hunt them down. Well, it's, it's neat because um, what he does is he explores the prehistory. He, he wrote a well, he kind of like helped modernize the, the screenplay novel that came out for King Kong, Joe DeVito did. And then if you read all of his works, um, there's a Doc Savage on Skull Island. For those of us who know who Doc Savage is, he's kind of like, he's kind of like a precursor for a lot of different characters that came after him, but he's kind of like a detective adventure for hire. And he landed at Skull Island when Kong was still there. But in that book, you find out that Doc Savage is responsible for taking the remains of King Kong back to Skull Island. So it's just kind of neat, like how he's just encapsulated like the whole mythology. And then his original book, Kong, King of Skull Island, you um, basically it's Carl Denham's son that goes back to Skull Island to just kind of figure out what's been going on because his dad disappeared after the New York fiasco and you get to find out what happened right before and then it kind of closes up the story quite neatly yeah sorry wildly off topic I, say, about to say, Joe, I think it's time we wrapped it up actually and how you gushed about Kong <laughs> sorry I'll take any chance I get to I love those books sorry uh, so should we let's just go straight on to if nothing else of course that's of definitely course. something that we should do so yeah. if nothing else we're going to be checking out your amazing uh game that's coming out called dawn of the monsters right and i am totally going to hit that up because i think i know two young boys in my family that will finally play a kaiju game with me and um you know any anything anything to bridge that age gap you know like this is great yeah so we're going to be looking for that in February. And uh, yeah, so we have a PS4 and that'll be really cool. We'll totally download that. And yeah, fun times. So Alex, what would you recommend aside from your game, which I totally stole the thunder on? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, what would I recommend? Um, video game wise? Yeah, go for it. You, you're... Video game wise. Okay, yeah, well... So for those who are, you know, still obviously waiting for Dawn of the Monsters, a game I recommend checking out, um, and it is, I think it's on PS4, Switch, PC, or you can emulate it or whatever, is a, a classic game called King of the Monsters yes. King of the Monsters 2. Yeah. Um, Excellent choice. Those games are 
really fun, especially with a friend playing co-op. And the King of the Monsters 2 was like a bit of an inspiration for Don because it has a kind of beat em up style sequences mm-hmm. in between the fights. But uh, yeah, check out King of the Monsters and King of the Monsters 2. I've also got a I've got an article going over the history of that series on on my blog, Control All Monsters. Um, it, there's a lot. Uh, there's a couple different versions. It's really fun, and it's uh, my recommendation. That's yeah. awesome. Oh man, I remember that game. See, it drove me nuts when I first tried to play it because you know I was just like, right, how do I? What's this board? What am I doing? It was just yeah, it was so confusing. It, I was like, I have to pin them. What do I do? Now, oh, it's wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's it's great. Oh my gosh, that takes me back. Paul, what do you got? Um, Joe, I was actually going to say King of the Monsters because I've been playing oh. that. I got myself. Um, <laughs> it goes well, full circle. It does. Still your thunder because I've. I think I've got it on the Switch. I've got it on the PS4, and I've also got the Neo Geo Mini um, arcade nice. cabinet that's got both of them on. So I've got all the yeah all the different versions. Absolutely love that game. And you've stolen it from me. So now, <laughs> um, I guess I could. I want to say Primal Rage now because we've been talking about that. Well, but, you'd steal my thunder. There you go. <laughs> how how can we play that now? Is is did they ever re-release it? It's Are not they... hard. To, it's not hard to find. So yeah. all you got to I mean, all you got to do really is you just go on eBay and you just type in Primal Rage PlayStation. And with a PS1 disc play in my PS4 or 5, I don't they, they work compatible are in they? your PS3. If you have PS3, I've got yeah, PS3, my PS, yes, my yeah. PS3 plays it, and okay, I'll you will pry it from my cold, dead hands. <laughs> but Otherwise, the other thing is, there is um, on PS2, GameCube, Xbox, and PC, there's Midway Arcade Treasures, I think it's volume two, that has the arcade perfect. Oh. So, wait, wait, when you say arcade perfect, does it include certain fatalities that should not be named? It's very complicated. Like, <laughs> it, it's, it's censored, it's, right? Well, it's less censored than the console versions, mm-hmm. but it's more censored than like the early arcade versions. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's weird, but it has like moves and attacks and animations and music and stuff that's just not in the console versions. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I'm good. Uh, that's that's my recommendation. It, that one. <laughs> can you make it rain cows? I see. I don't know if you can. I know you can. I'm pretty sure you can. I love how you know what I'm talking about. You too. can. You can piss acid on uh, <laughs> on your opponent. I know that's the that's the that's the golden shower fatality. Yeah, the one that yeah. uh, got all the parents groups angry. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but, well, the '90s were awesome. So, <laughs> yeah, so folks, what I am alluding to here is that there is a way in Primal Rage, so you have these little followers that run back and forth, and occasionally, occasionally you can eat them to regain some health while you're doing this Mortal Kombat game. But if you kick one in the air, and the other person, like, hits it back, you can play, like, a game with this, and the person will turn into a volleyball. And if you do it long enough, a net will appear. And if you keep doing it even longer, it will start raining cows. It's a pretty great game. Yeah, it's good. Oh, you know what? Clay Fighter 64. I don't know why that's just popped in my oh. head, but that's another crazy game. There's also a game called Dino Rex. came up before Primal Rage, and it's mm. essentially a one-on-one Ray Harryhausen dinosaur fighter. <laughs> Writing this down. Yeah. What is it? Dino Rex? Dino Rex. R-E-X? Um, or 
R-E-X, yeah. Oh, yeah. What what platforms is that for? It was only in arcade, so you can, you can emulate it on main. No! But, uh... Yeah, it's it's a weird game. It's cool though. Check it out on YouTube. Oh, it will, yeah, I'll be googling that then. It will have to be weird. I mean, like, how else would it be interesting? Oh, that's awesome. Did you ever play the uh, Jurassic Park Warpath game? Oh yeah, that game's that game's fantastic. That was a great game, and then like you could unlock the different skins and everything for that too. Yeah. Oh man. Okay, what I a great time. Speaking, you know, I know, I know, I know, we're trying to wrap up the episode, but. I, I picked this up the other we, day after. I have him downstairs. The, the Lost World Bull, Bull T Rex is uh, something that I saw in Toys R Us as a kid. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I want it. Yeah, I never got it, but I found one at a flea market. So one moment, good sir. <laughs> no, no, we're doing toy show until. <laughs> Hello, hubby. How oh, are that's you? Awesome. That's fantastic. This, this the original. One T Rex. The thing is, is like Kenner made so many good toys, right? Yeah. And we have like the likes of NECA that are like redoing all the Kenner aliens and doing homages yeah. and everything. When guys, true. When? Why, why haven't they? I, I guess it's because like Mattel has the license. Is it Mattel or they moved somewhere else? Yeah. Uh, I think it is Mattel that has the current license and they are doing a great job to be fair, but there is something to be said that, you know, like they had like the dinosaur real feel skin, you know, like the original oh, yes. Kenner ones. I remember that lot yeah. on the box. Like, like, <laughs> like, 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 like the rubbery, you know, like yeah, goodness. And I don't know, it just gave that extra added quality. And the boys, they play with like those Kenner figures but the bull T-Rex is downstairs in our toy room, you know, getting its play that it well deserves and has earned. Um, the big red Rex, however, is staying in my room. Thank you very much. That is my toy to play with. Nice. But like, they will pick that up. They have like the Mattel and Dominus one that like lights up and roars and does all this stuff. But the Kenner bull T-Rex can eat people. <laughs> it yeah. just has that, has that stupid magical appeal. It doesn't, you I mean... Just- Put stuff in its stomach yeah it, oh that was a great find wow flea markets great stuff yeah, looked out oh anyways we've had a fantastic episode with you i love how we i went terribly off topic but i'm really <laughs> as excited usual, as usual i know it's part of the charm of this podcast really <laughs> but i'm really excited for this game i i honestly am i mean i've been trying to stave off hunger what is it hungry shark for a couple weeks now and i can get them totally amped for a monster game which i will play so this is great and it's customizable you got new skins it has a tutorial so i can learn it we can get it all on the different platforms this is great i am totally amped for this awesome Folks, thank you so much for listening, and as always, keep it kaiju.